Thank you so much, BBS Radio. So here we are back at it on the Wednesday evening. Questions and answers. Let's see what Wynn has in mind for this show here in the coming hour. I welcome the next caller. Thank you for being here. Please say name and location. It's Ken Mississauga. Good evening, Ken. Welcome. Hi, Ken. Hi. I've been around for a couple of days, so but I'm gonna stand for a little bit here too. I gotta go out again. All right. Good to hear from you guys. All right. And then welcome to the next caller. Please say a name location. Hello, it's Terry, Nevada. Good evening, Terry. Welcome. Hi Hi, Terry. Welcome, Terry. Hi everybody. And I welcome you folks listening in online through BBS. Thank you for being here. Today it is August the 31st, 2022. And as usual, this is a simulcast with a conference call. It will be the last Wednesday that BBS will broadcast this show and after this hour we have our whole planet healing conference call which will also be broadcast on this station. I welcome the next caller. Please say your name or location. Joan Dolan Spring. Good evening, Joan. Welcome. Hi Joan. Hello. Hi guys. And for those listening in online through BBS, if you want to continue participating with the Wednesday call and the whole planet healing calls, you can find the call-in information at thespiritchannel.net, thespiritchannel.net. Good evening. Welcome to the conference call. Please say your name and location. Oh, it's Pauline from New York. I wasn't sure if this was still happening on this call line. Welcome, Pauline. Hi, Pauline. Hi. This call will always be happening. I welcome the next caller. Please say your name and location. Hi, hi. This is Cecil, the C6 C-Serpent from Sizzling, Seattle. So right... <laughs> Oh, Hi, Cecil. Cecil, too much. Welcome. Hi, Cecil. Hi. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the conference call. Please say your name and location. Hi, hi. This is Jennifer from Greensburg. Hi, everyone. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, guys. Hi, Antonia. Thank you. 
All right, let's wait for Wynn to call in. Do we have BBS with us today? Yes, we are live on BBS Radio currently. Hi, BBS. Hi, everybody on BBS. Let's see, it's five past. How come, how come mine says it's only two minutes past? I didn't copy that, uh, Cecil. I say, my time says it's only 6.02. Then you're late. Real time. All right. All right. Well, my watch says it's 2019. <laughs> <laughs> Eighth month, 31st day. But it's Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I got 905 Eastern. <laughs> Just turn to 605 here. All right, let me give in a call. Please leave your message for... Let's give it another minute, else we will... Just pick one of the replays over here. Uh, All right. Muted. The recording has started. So welcome everybody to this Wednesday questions and answer with the Elohim gathering. We will be listening to a replay from February 27th, 2013. And this is, we are recording now. Why do we have so many people that are still unmuted? Do you know why? Geez, somebody in, uh, well, that's okay. Uh, this is Winfrey. This is our Wednesday night call where, um, we ask questions to our sources and we have both Daphne and Terry on the line tonight and we'll probably alternate questions between the two of them. And, um, thank you all for being here. And let's see, who's chewing there? Who is chewing? Jerry? 
Notice when I said Terry, it went away. My God. Okay. Pardon? There's a little bit of background noise on your line. I'm putting in the charge cord. I'll put it on you. Okay. Great. And, um, Daphne, you're there, correct? I am here, Wynn, yes. Did I say the date? I did say the date, correct? Yes? Uh, February, February 20th, February 27th, 2013. And, um, Daphne, is there anything you would like to share from your conscious mind with the group? Before we start, um, in, in terms of some of the things that we've talked about today, or um, give, give well, me something I, to hang my hat on, then. Give you something to hang your hat on? Yeah. If I do, if I do that, you'll tell me I'm taking your free will away. Oh no no no! <laughs> <laughs> hey, I want to ask you to get your microphone a little closer. Okay, I'm right here, Heist. Is that better? You're you're great. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Well, you know, um, actually, I'll I'll share that. Um, some of you may not understand that this is uh, we're not actors here. Some people still th- might think we're actors, and that we're working things out in front of you. And those of you that are sensitive know that. You know what I mean. In other words, this is when you are reading through messages in the way that we are, um, you know, it all has to ground in the physical. And to ground in the physical, the personal interactions have to be grounded. And when they're not, it creates the potential more potential for negative sources to come in. So when we talk, when we do a call like Monday, which if you didn't hear Monday's call, it was a lot of fun. Daphne played some piano. I sung a song live. Terry, did Terry, I don't know, Terry sung Beat It? No. Carla Rucker sung a song. And it was kind of a a letting your hair down call. But when we do a call like that, it is not just, maybe if you're listening to it, it's not just fun to listen to. It's like we are, we, those who are like, uh, the, the people on the call, Daphne, Carla, Terry, myself, are learning how to, to interface with each other. On a very human level. Do you know, one of, one of the things for people that do something extraordinary, like channel, one of the things about that, and in fact, when I was playing music, I had the same problem. When you have a talent that really touches people, it's very hard to be human because people expect a lot out of you. And on your human side, you're still human. <laughs> you still have your human nature. You still have um, your faults and your frailties. And yet, 
when you when when people are confronted with you, because you touch them deeply, and it's understandable. It's nothing wrong with this. It's just it has to be worked out. Because you touch somebody at a very deep level, and then suddenly they expect you to be as good as the part of them that touched you. And usually that's not true. (laughs) Usually the human side is still human and still has its faults. So when we do a show like Monday, that was so much fun, it was a show that the human sides start to enjoy each other. Because it's very important. I mean, you know, on the human side, as you all know, having been humans, and still are humans, we have things like jealousy, envy, uh, ego, um, etc., etc. And we all have that potential. I think, except for Terry. Terry is probably the most perfect of us all on the human side, except that she gets spacey. But otherwise, her, her, her ability to unconditionally love is extraordinary. And, um, but when we get our human sides together, it makes all the other stuff work better. And when the human sides are going through stuff, the other stuff, for me, I'm like responsible to make sure nothing negative comes out, gets more shaky. So, you know, I think that, you know, we don't have to go through all the human sides that we go through, but you guys that are sensitive are on these calls, you're listening, you feel it, and you're actually helping support it all in a very high way. And I want to thank you because this really is a group interaction. It is really an us and a you, and that your ability to project support and love and get moved by everything affects us, which makes us want to do it. <laughs> you know, it's it's like makes us feel the responsibility of it. Now, with that, Daphne, I'll turn it over to you and see if you want to say anything. Well, that's, well, that's kind of an interesting uh, start. Thank you. <laughs> um, <laughs> gives me something to, to ponder. I guess when you're saying the human side, I think you're talking about a personality construct. And um, I, let's see, my my experience with that, what I'm what I've been noticing in my own experience and in people around me is that with awareness and with um, kind of a, a diligent uh, wanting to wanting to be on the spiritual path, that spiritual awareness and that human personality construct doesn't necessarily stay stagnant. In fact, it is going under undergoing a, a sense of transmutation as well. So those kinds of things that you were talking about, the jealousy and the competition and envy, that's very much a part of 3D. Um, but those are all vibratory. Those are all vibratory in nature. And as people start understanding the truth of unity consciousness, it's not that those things automatically go away, but you will find, I think, I've seen this with myself, I've seen it with other people, you will find that they have less impact 
on you, and you can step into a place of the observer or the witness when you start feeling those things coming up in your space, coming up in your field, and you can start to um, you can start to actually um, choose whether to engage those lower level frequencies or not. And um, I think that one of the reasons um, that Terry is so incredibly masterful at this is that um, she shared with me that she's worked many, many, many years um, with actual practices, um, self-observation practices, um, and I'll, I'll let her talk about them more if she, if she wants to, um, but she's diligently worked at mastering um, her response to certain uh, triggers in her life track. So um, these things that Wynn talks about, um, the lower the lower level nature, the lower lower order nature, um, don't have to be uh, prisons. You know, we uh, we are much more masterful and much more powerful than we've given ourselves um, credit for. And in fact, we're in my experience is that we're in a time now, and the Earth, the electromagnetics of the Earth, are at a point in their frequency and their shift and their focus, um, that that lower order stuff actually really needs to be watched very, very carefully because we're in a place and in a space where whatever we are focusing on, we will manifest it extremely quickly. And if you are Mm -hmm. manifesting positive, uplifting things, it will be in your space very quickly. Equally so. If you are manifesting fears, if you're manifesting what-ifs and buts and, and all the rest of it, that's going to present itself very quickly. So um, people are being given a tremendous opportunity here to really see, you know, what it is they are putting, in, putting forth into the, into the vibratory spectrum because what you're putting forth, you're seeing. You know, what is in your space? You are somehow, and this is not a blame thing, this is just, these are the laws of physics. What you're putting forth, you're manifesting. Um, So if you want to change what you're manifesting, start looking at the thoughts. Start looking at your internal mind speak. Start looking at the the tape loops that you're running. Start looking at your self-counseling. Really, really important to be aware because... um, I, I I just want to interject because in this particular area... I think that there's two aspects of this. And sometimes Daphne and I don't come to a, a consensus on this one. But there's one aspect, which is your thoughts, your thinking, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And then there's another aspect, which is your unconscious. And to me, my experience for myself is that there are huge things in your unconscious. And until... Until you can probe deeply enough to really know what they are, um, it's how you feel you are. You see, excuse me, you think you're, you are how you feel right now, but that's not who you really are. That's a product of all your lifetimes and all the things in your unconscious that make you feel a certain way. And this is where observation and witnessing to yourself helps you to bring up these unconscious things, which are not nearly as easy to work with as your thoughts. I mean, you can you can semi-control your thoughts and say, I will be abundant, I'm not going to be jealous, I'm going to do this. But these unconscious things, 
which which go into unworthiness, that can go into uh, um, depression, and they're not so easy to release, as many of you know. So um, there's different approaches to it. Now, I was um, bringing this up because Daphne and I did a reading for someone, and you know, Daphne is kind of like a wild horse sometimes. Uh, things come through her that are, how would I say it? I say, uh-oh, what's happening now? Do I trust this? And I have to go with it for a while. It's not easy because um, I learn to trust something and then it changes. And Terry, you're making too much background noise, okay? Um, we did a reading today. And if you, if you notice, Terry... Um, on Sunday, they were saying, we can help you lift your karma if you let us. Now, that's a, that's a big deal. That was on the Sunday call. We can help you lift your karma if you let us. And I've watched this occur for people in our group. And I'm trying to understand the process by which that can work. Of course, one of the things is you really have to believe they're one with you. You have to connect with that this is part of you that's in a higher dimension, that um, it's not the Elohim being this great being that created the universe, but the Elohim being an extension of yourself that created the universe, which means part of you created the universe, and and that you just don't remember. They're just more in a state of memory. They're more in a state of empowerment. But you're maybe in a state of great courage, particularly if you're one of those wanderers who has come into this realm and got lost here, because that's what usually happens. And for someone to come in from that realm to this realm <laughs> to help lift the vibration and then get lost, is an act of heroics. And um, and as you're waking up to that and learning how to step into the original mission that you had on the other side is an amazing thing. And of course, if you were on the other side and you were one of those high beings, you would have seen things as one. You would have known more about the oneness of everything instead of coming into this realm and forgetting. So, of course, the Elohim wants to help us. Of course, the Ra group wants to help us. We're here, and we're struggling to make a difference here. And by being of service here, they have been waiting to work with groups of people that want that, and they want to help clear your karma and clear your energies. But you have to relate to it as part of yourself clearing you so that you don't give up your power because that is the temptation to feel like you're giving up your power to these exalted sources and tell me what to do. What should I do? I'll do anything you say. I'll fix me. Just tell me. You know, that's the temptation. And so it, on these calls, we can have situations where they can do, Daphne calls them activations. They can work with your auric field. They 
can help clear things in a co-creation with you. And, uh, and well, I've watched that happen. And I thought that perhaps the, on, on some of the readings that we've done lately, I thought that was happening. Now, I'm monitoring this because this is a very, very sensitive area, uh, walking the line between uh, giving up your power, letting something outside yourself work with you. You have to really trust it for that to occur. And um, so this is in process, and we'll keep you informed because I want you all to lift your karma because otherwise I have to sit here and keep doing this and saying, uh-oh, they're depending on me. And actually, to tell you the truth, they're not just depending on me. Many of you have have actually changed your your patterns and you're holding the energy for the group. And I'm just talking, but you're holding the energy. If I come in on a bad day, you are holding it even if I am. So um, on that note, Terry, would you like to say anything? Now you have to unmute yourself. Yes. Okay. Uh, yes, I've worked on myself uh, every day it's for uh, most of my whole lifetime. And so uh, I've seen what my triggers are, and then... I can take the trigger back. I remember my past lives. I didn't at first, but as I worked, little snippets came in here and dreams came in there. And eventually, it just all went together what my past lives were. And so I've seen what my issues were and how they related from the past life to a current life, or this life, or the last life, sometimes I didn't even know why something was happening to me. But when I look at the series of lives, I can see that some of the things that happened to me were a balancing of karma. And once I saw that it was a balancing of karma, then I had to forgive those other people um, because they were part of the lessons that I was learning. And I was part of the lessons that they were learning also. Um, so sometimes it seemed like I'd never get through something or I wouldn't be able to um, clear something, but I just would stay with it. And uh, eventually I'd get why it was there and be able to clear it. Uh, so it's like a work in progress because I'm still doing it. So that's what I have to say. Thank you. All right, let's get started. Father, Mother, God, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect each person here and any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light and transmuted for the highest good of all concerned. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the galaxy, the center of the universe, through the galaxies, through the Milky Way, through the solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth, 
to our bodies and into the center of the earth. And right now, we invoke a group energy connection while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our souls. And we invite those sources that are positive, service to others, honoring the law of one, to join with us, we create a protected space that only the positive has access to. And anything anything not of that nature must leave now. And we're going to have our first question. And our first question is from Cindy in Chicago. And I'll address this to our sources through Daphne. Why don't starseeds remember why they incarnated on Earth? And uh, let me just make a suggestion. Um, I'd like to ask our sources to limit themselves to answering the question, unless something is extremely important, because so that allows us to go through um, all our questions, or as many as we can. Cindy asks, why don't star seeds remember why they incarnated on Earth? If their purpose is to help move us in the right direction with a shift, what good is it if they don't remember why? I believe this is where having the veil makes no sense, okay? I, I could probably answer that, but I'll turn it over to our sources through Daphne and go ahead. Uh, thanks, Lynn. Uh, one moment, please. We greet you in the light. We greet you in the love and the light of the one infinite creator. This is the Council of Ra'an. And we address to you those theories, those constructs you have in your perceptual field, in your mind, about the veil, about frequency, about dimensionality, and about the playing out of the frequency band game. Beloved, your experience of 3D would not be an experience of 3D were not veiling place. If you came to Earth knowing full well that you are God consciousness and that you are inviolable, I can't speak, right? You would not play out the integration of polarity which is present within the orchestrated frequency spectrum that you have chosen to work with. You have chosen this incarnational pattern, this incarnational substruct and construct of your DNA has chosen to incorporate incorpore, meaning to be within the body field, within the body consciousness, you have chosen to incorporate living light units of consciousness and to bring these into the lower density field. By thus choosing to do this amalgamation, you have chosen to orchestrate a certain dance. You have chosen to make into motion those atoms and those molecules which exist only 
in this density stratification. Were you to know the true essence of your divine Godhood self, you would say, Yoish, why do I want to bother with, with working in such, in such limitation, in such density? It is by going through the exercise that you develop the, quote, spiritual muscle that enables you to start lifting and to start penetrating the veil. Unfortunately, because of the construct of the 3D, it is most usually through pain and through suffering that one learns. This is part of the construct. It is through restriction. It is through limitation. It is through fear. It is through pain. And it is through suffering that people usually begin to wake up and say there must be a better way. And hence, you have had the great constructs of your religious and your philosophical and your transformative paths, which have been available to you for many, many years. Unfortunately, these also have been subject to various off-planet and on-planet negative enforce, uh, enforcements and uh, negative polarity constructs. You are dealing with something which is, in a sense, very complicated. However, on a positive note, the planetary constructs at this time, the light grids, are much more accessible than they ever had that have been before, and the availability of light consciousness flooding into you, into your human DNA structure is coming at much, much greater frequency and with much greater rapidity than it ever has been availed to you before. Thus, you are in a unique position to awaken from the slumber, to awaken from the dream. You have chosen to be here at this place, in this moment and in this time, to participate in a rather grand design of epic proportion, which is in of itself an experiment. You have chosen to be part of this great and divine experiment, not knowing precisely the timeline you would choose nor the outcome. So, beloved, this is something that you are in accordance learning as you go. You are winging it. You are learning to be earth angels. You are learning to fly. You are learning to see the light within. You are learning that you are indeed God, God consciousness in a body and that as you believe, as you know, as you have the conviction within self, you are able then to exteriorize that conviction without self and create a vent in the creational force field, in the creational creation field, which is God consciousness incarnate. And collectively as a group, you are able to do this together. We hope that this has shed some understanding on your query. Peace. Om. Thank you. Just a little addendum on that. Um, this realm became negative, probably more negative than it was expected to come at the beginning of creation, because free will was granted. It wasn't known how things would work. And when beings come in from the higher realms, um, one of the things is that it's, it's quite an education. 
to learn how this realm works and how the negative in this realm works. And if you want to be um, one of those who is, there was that whole thing on Philip Dick where you actually have to get lost in the negative and pull yourself up out of it. And then the negative is still attached to you and pulls up with you as you pull yourself out. And it's, it's like it may be many lifetimes of being lost in the negative before you pull yourself out and are pulling the negative with it, with you. Um, and that's kind of how I see it. I mean, I know that I've had a lot of lifetimes. And, I, you know, some of you know that there's been times when I did things where I was um, uh, kind of in, in the limelight and uh, I didn't. I didn't do the best job because you can't come at it from the top down to really do it. You have to get into it, swim in it, and then pull out of it so it tracks you out. And um, it's just like if you want to help somebody right now. If you want to really help someone um, and they're in a dark place, it's... An, Oftentimes, unless you can move into their darkness and then move out again so that you can... Uh, I, was, uh, I had the image today, I was talking to Daphne. It's like walking down the road and somebody is caught in quicksand. If you can't, if you're not willing to get your hands dirty, put them in the quicksand and pull the person out, uh, it's really going to be hard to save them by sitting there talking to them about God or, or high high principles. The first thing is they need someone that says, get me out of here. And then you have to be able to pull someone out without getting pulled in. And that is the trick. And that's why it takes a lot of lifetimes to learn how to do that. I hope that makes sense. Um, Terry, are you on here? Yes, I am. Next question. Um, there's uh, some people are talking about Planet X and Nibiru and Anunnaki coming back to Earth. And there's enough on the Internet about this that people, some people assume that Planet X is coming and going to devastate the Earth. And Raymond Nypert, uh, um, and, and, and his email is glowstick-tech. Raymond, in case you don't know it, Terry and I used to sell glow sticks on the 4th of July. I don't know if it's the same glow sticks, but that's up to the side. That was years ago. Well, the question is, can you share more about Planet X and Nibiru and um, uh, uh, do we have anything negative to look forward to from that planet? Thank you. Um, some days, if you go on, if you go out and look at the sun, as the sun is coming up, you can see a reflection that looks, although it is not two suns, it looks like it is two suns. As there is a, the sun, and then about five o'clock to the right, there is a shiny, uh, sometimes glowing sphere. Sometimes it almost looks like a heavenly body there. And, um, the conjecture is that um, we 
in the earth and in the solar system are part of a dual star system wherein there is a dark star um, that the solar system is moving around and that planet Nibiru is a a planet that is rotating around the dark star and that about every 3,600 years it comes close um, into Earth and uh, has some of its orbit um, between Earth and um, near the sun and then moves back out and is not seen uh, after that, in that the um, the presence of that body creates a gravitational connection with the Earth, which places some strain upon it, um, which then uh, it creates a situation where earthquakes and even um, at some points, the polar shift could uh, take place. Um, there isn't a timeline. Usually, this planet does not stay very long in the neighborhood, and uh, then it is gone. There may be some effects from this body uh, moving through this portion of the solar system. Um, it is not been totally uh, mapped out, totally um, projected or prophesized of what is the total outcome of this, although it does have some um, influence um, that, that at this time uh, we do not wish to project into uh, the um, prophecy of, of the outcome of this, although it will pass through and will be gone again for a lot of years, about 3,600 years. So there are influences which are increasing the frequency and resonance of the Earth, which are allowing individuals, humans at this time, to increase their frequency and to rid themselves of karma that they have been carrying and have an opportunity to become more clear. That, that is our answer. Thank you.
tell me something. In this particular case, can prayers help mitigate a worst-case scenario? Yes. A case? That is correct. It can as prayers are senior and all its vibration. Thank you. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask this one to Daphne. This is from Joshua in Austin, Texas. It's not exactly a question, but we can get your comment. Um, I'm an avid listener to the calls as well as the archives. I've been listening for about six months and feel greatly connected to the group as well as the work. I have not asked a question before. So I'm using my newbie question priority to ask if we can make some time tonight to put Carla's unhealing surgical wound in the light, if it's for the good of all concerned, and okay with Carla, and it is okay with Carla. She is a tremendous inspiration, and I am sending my love light to her, as well as the groups, both to the ground crew and to our sources. Thank you, Joshua, Austin, Texas. And, um, you know, in talking to Carla today, I had a conversation with her. You know, she has, you know, one of the things that has happened is her spine has fallen apart and she has, um, medical, metal, metal, uh, rods, however they do that, holding it together. And the, 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 the disc at the base of the spine has deteriorated to the point where if it's, it creates constant pain, I think, by the weight of the, the stuff on top of it. So that's what the operation is that she's going into. And um, to get rid, to take out that broken disc, that's the way I understood it. And Terry, I think you're still making noise there. Hang on a second. Is that you, Terry? Um, I don't, I don't know. I'll, I'll be very, very still. Okay. You know the problem is I can mute you here, but if I mute you here and then I call on you, you have to press star six, and then it gets confusing because you don't know whether you're muted locally or muted here, and we go through a little bit of confusion. So it's better for you to, to mute yourself and take control of it. So that way you know how to unmute yourself. I don't, Pardon me? I don't think I'm making noise, but I don't want to get clear into it because I'll lose the channeling mode. Okay, sorry to, sorry to interrupt. Um, I, I wasn't watching, so I can tell where noise is coming from if I'm watching the console. So in any case, um, I'm going to turn it over to our sources through Daphne, and they can make any comments concerning Joshua's request to Carla. Um, this is just this is just me <laughs> from my conscious uh, mind. Um, I don't think that there's any particular um, in need to invoke sources at this point. Um, uh, I think it's it's a valid request, and we certainly wish for Car- Carla's healing. Uh, so, if you'd like, we could we could say a prayer. Maybe you want to invoke the light. Well, why don't we all just take a moment of silence? Uh, 
and bring our sources, ask them to join us in, in, um, you know, it's probably going to be about eight days till this operation occurs. So whenever it occurs, and I told Carla I would stay closely online with her when she's having it, um, just to have it to go smoothly and clear her, her stuff up. Okay, and as you know, Carla and I are doing a another one of our sessions, our Law of One Made Simple session on Saturday, and I haven't sent anything out on it yet. I'll probably send it out tonight. So um, I hope you'll uh, uh, show up. And you know these these sessions, Carla has been kind of locked in her chair, like she can't move, she can't walk. I don't know if you know that. Um, and her husband takes care of her. And these sessions we're doing are really important to her. They're really giving her uh, a feeling that she can be of service, even if she's stuck stuck in a chair and not moving. And uh, I thank all of you for supporting her. Okay, now here is another one. And I think I'll give this to Daphne. And uh, um, what is the purpose of resurrection, according to the way the Bible presents it, the New Testament, if we have reincarnation? That's from Robert Hoops in Greensburg, Indiana. Uh, one moment, please. Thank you. We greet you in the light of the one infinite creator. Beloved, you have asked. You have asked. And we respond to you. The Elohim, the Ra, the Ra'el, the Ra'an. You speak now with the one of the Ra'an. And we would say to you, you ask of the body. You ask of the resurrection. You ask of the reincarnation. You ask of the differences in these expressions, in these modalities of the life force, of the life current making itself available. And we, from our perspective, would say that resurrection or the ability of the love-light essence to permeate the God construct of body is to rid the body of karma, is to rid the body of the imperfections of the earthly 3D limited constructs. It is to rid the body of dualism. It is to rid the body of that which makes the body ill or diseased. It is a clearing of the body. In order for one to reincarnate, there must by necessity be a karmic impulse. There must be a reason 
that has been uncompleted that needs or requires resolution. There are those instances where souls, great avatar souls, take bodies from the point of the view of a bodhisattva or a great master. There have been those instances where there is no karma or there is very little karma. But in general, the reincarnation track is a track of working out. It is a track of lower-level earth desires. It is a track of integrating and resolving polarity consciousness. It is a track of integrating dualism. It is a track of bringing together that which is unbalanced and needs resolution. Such a way, such a path, is the path of the 3D. However, resurrection, the idea that one may inhabit the light body, this is the path of the ascension. This is the path that you, as a race, are working collectively towards. You are working towards taking your body with you through the ascension process, meaning that you can access the God consciousness, the God light in yourself, in your cellular structure, from the place and the template of an awakened body, of having the third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, all the way up to the 12 strands of the light infiltrated encodements, the light filaments in the body, being able to work with you at all times. It is as if the light amperage, the ability to hold power, to hold light, to hold frequency, to hold source within yourselves, it exponentially moves from a place of unsustainability where it is, it is now, it is subject to the laws of disease and decay because you are still living within the third density. Once you move over the bridge of the fourth, once you move over the bridge of the heart, once you make compassion and equilibrium and balance and harmlessness, once you make this the foundational aspect, the mainstream of what is your life, the body is no longer subject to the lower laws of death and decay, and hence resurrection or the perfection of the light body is then possible. Your bodies are not designed genetically to die. Your bodies are not designed genetically to age. Your bodies are not designed genetically to need to consume, be it food or water, to sustain. Your bodies are designed to live directly through the pranic life source which is the ether, which is the God source, which is all around you. There are certain adepts, certain masters who have evidenced this. This is the path of the rishis. This is the path of the yogis. This is the path of the gurus. However, this knowledge has been esoteric in the past. It has been made only available to a select few because the overall light quotient, the overall 
intelligence, and we mean intelligence in the form of lack of ignorance, an unveiling of the ignorance, it was not high enough for humanity at large to sustain the higher knowledge of the body-god-mind construct. You are moving into a space now that your entire planet has available to it, if the individual so choose, to awaken because the frequency encodements of the 5D Gaia grid have come online. She has chosen to ascend. She has chosen this movement. And you may, as a, an ascending human, choose to assume, to ascend with her in your body construct, or you may choose an alternate timeline. This is the field of choice in which you find yourselves now. This is why at this time you must watch your thoughts carefully now. You must watch your desires carefully now. For what is your heart's desire, what is your lowest desire, it will surely come to pass as the fields have become especially magnetic now. All thoughts, all feelings have electromagnetism as their base. You are learning to draw the frequency into your sphere and into precipitation with a sense of immediacy that has never been seen in the history of humankind in the last several hundred thousand years. The esoteric is now being made esoteric. What was hidden shall now be shown. The hidden laws of the universe, the hidden laws of the quantum field are now being made exteriorized for more and more people to understand that the mysteries of the yogis, of the rishis, the mysteries of the mystics, of the adepts, are now converging with the mysteries of science. This is our answer to you. Thank you. Thank you. That's going to be our last question for tonight. It's 7.58, and we have to... Uh, give things back to BBS. Um, there were other really good questions, and some of them resubmit them for next week. And that resubmit yours, um, Michael, resubmit yours, okay, Michael Adler. And, uh, it, it, you know, I can't, we always get more questions than I can answer. And we have certain people asking questions about uh, personal issues that are just true to them. And I think we have to do that. Um, sometimes we include those, but I think in the future we'll have to do sessions that are separate. Maybe we charge a small amount of money to ask those questions. All right. So this is the end of the recording from February 27th. 2013, we on the phone lines will be hanging up and dial the whole planet healing conference call number. For you folks listening in on BBS radio, just hang in there for a moment, BBS. We'll also hang up on this phone call and call in to 
the Whole Planet Healing Call. So I hope to see you all at Whole Planet Healing. I hope this uh, recording was informative, informative to you, and I thank you all. For- Unmuted. Thank you from Seattle. Great Uh-huh. Yeah, Hi, I'm here. <laughs> Joy and Squim. Oh, hi, hi, Joy. Hi. Are we the only? Are we the only one? I think everyone else is on the other call still. I'm here. Well, I'm here. <laughs> well, hi. Where's, hi. Where's the other call? Uh, yeah, that was, that was. They were playing a replay for the six six p.m. call. Oh, I keep forgetting there's an earlier call on that. I thought it was Thursdays and Mondays that was the Welcome to Whole Planet Healing. Would you like to say your names and locations? Hi, Jackie from Julian. Hi, Hi, Jackie. Jackie. Hi, everybody. There's another Um, caller. Would you like to say your name and location? Hi, Cecil the C6P Serpent from Sizzling, Seattle. Hi, Cecil. Hey, all kinds of Molinos. All right. Hi, hi. Guys. Hi, hi. Hello. Some, okay, somebody take over. I I have to go charge my phone. I got you, kid. Thanks. There was another so, caller. So so it's Monday and Wednesday. That's the six p.m. call, not Monday and Thursday. Right, Monday and Wednesday. Okay, I got that mixed up. It's easy to do. Hi, welcome to the call. Would you like to say your name and location? John from Las Vegas. Hey, John. Hello, everyone. Hi. Welcome. Welcome to Whole Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? But only if you want to. I thank all of you for being here and also those folks who are listening in through BBS Radio. Happy Wednesday thank to you. Thank you, hi. You're welcome. Well, we're waiting for Wynn to check in after uh, the 6 o'clock call. Welcome to Whole Planet Healing. Would you like to say your name and location? Hi, Bonnie. It's Jennifer. Hi, Wynn. Hi, Jennifer. Jennifer. Hi, guys. Hi, everyone. Hey, Wynn. Is Antonio missing in action? Yeah. Uh-oh. Then you know what day it is? Yeah, I just Good remembered. Question. Too late. 
Thank you, Harris, for covering it. Welcome to the call. Would you like to say your name and location? Yeah. Positive greetings from Sedona. Hi, Raiden. Hi, And to the next caller, would you like to say your name and location? Would you like to? Antonio in California. All right. Hi, Antonio. Hi, Antonio. Hi, everyone. (laughs) Hello, hello. I was trying to get on this call for a while, and then I figured Hmm. out I was dialing the Wednesday call with (laughs) the whole planet healing pin code. Oh, I've done that before. (laughs) Too much to remember. (laughs) We're glad you figured it out. Yeah. Me too. You got some hot weather, don't you, um, Antonio? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you too? Yeah. Yeah. You too. Oh, yeah. Hot in Seattle. It's really hot hot this weekend. The weather was thick there in the shade. It was so pretty here today. It was like we have like five days a year where we don't have humidity, (laughs) and it's like pretty fluffy white clouds and blue sky. Beautiful day. Yeah, we don't get those five days a year. <laughs> That's all we get. It's not as hot as it was uh, yesterday. Oh, yeah, you guys are over 100, aren't you? Yesterday it was about 101, and today it's not only 99. Yeah. Oh, well, big cool down there. All right, my dear friends. It's um, five past the hour, so let's. Get started. When do you want to open up? You want Jackie to take the mic from the beginning? Uh, I'll do it. Are we on VBS? Yes, yes we, we are. are. Okay. Last All time. Right. Um, let me first. Muted. Jackie, you're here? I'm here. All right, so when we'll start today, when it is August 31st, here we go. The recording has started. This is August 31st, 2022. When in Sedona, Terry in the cloud. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, she died two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, but she's still communicating with us. And she's still coming to the calls. So Terry's in the cloud. And um, if you're listening on BBS radio, this will be the last week that Station 2 is broadcasting our call. They're taking off Station 2. So if you have gotten um, to enjoy this call, then you can find our phone numbers for this call and others on the spiritchannel.net. The spiritchannel.net. And if you um, are out of the range of making a phone call that doesn't cost money, like you're in another country, Email me at winfree at yahoo.com and I will give you a way to get on the calls 
over the internet. And on that note, I turn it over to Jackie. Thank you so much, Wynn, for explaining all that instead of me. <laughs> and I'd like to welcome everyone to the Whole Planet Healing Conference call, including our the last day of having our BBS radio family joining us. You all have to dial in next time, so we look forward to having you join us Monday and Wednesday. And the number, like Winstead, is on the spiritchannel.net. Now, this is the call where we individuals gather to harmonize our unique frequencies to form a group energy that then resonates with higher density beings who have offered to join us and provide assistance with our work. These are the same sources you heard in the previous hour and are the same higher beings that contacted Winfrey some 20 years ago. And there are many reasons why we do this work, but simply put, the title of our call, Whole Planet Healing, explains our mission because our intention and our passion every evening is to be of service to help heal our planet, as well as the many other issues that involve the people, places, issues, and situations that we care about. So thank you so much for joining us tonight, adding your time, energy, and service towards our efforts to make this world a better place. Now let's officially begin our call tonight by welcoming Cecil from near Seattle, Washington, who will recite our invocation, requesting energetic protection and a shielding from any negative interference for ourselves, our work, and this call. Cecil? Thank you, Jackie. Father, Mother, God, the one infinite creator, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect everyone in attendance including those on BBS radio. And any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light and be transmuted to the highest and greatest good of all concerned. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe through the galaxies, through our galaxy, the Milky Way, through our solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth, through our bodies, and into the center of the Earth. Right now, we invoke a group energy connection with all those present who are open to do so while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our souls. We invite those sources who are positive, service to others, honoring the law of one, to join with us. We co-create a protected space that only the positive has access to. Anything not of that nature must leave now. And back to you, Jack. Thank you so much, Cecil. 
Well, as you heard, Winfrey is with us this evening, but at the beginning of this call, we always like to check in with him and see what new thoughts he might like to share with us tonight. So, Win, you're up. Hello, Win. I'm up. Here we go. Um, my name is Wynn, and we started this call, um, not this particular call, but we started this program of work 20 years ago. And my per partner, Terry Brown, woke me up in the middle of the night and said, get a tape recorder out. And thus began a series of communications with a source that identified itself as the Council of Elohim. And they have been ongoing, and many of them public, uh, on conference calls. And they were always in question and answer sessions. And we have got a body of information that has never been on this planet before on the spiritchannel.net. And you're going to get a chance to hear a little excerpt of one of those conversations. And back to you, Jackie. Thank you so much, Wynn. Now, if you were on the previous hour, you got to hear Daphne and Terry Brown, who has brought forth the majority of the messages that are now archived on the spiritchannel.net, and there are a couple of thousand to choose from. There is a search feature where you can put in an area of interest to uh, narrow it down, which is really helpful. But not everyone can schedule adequate time going through those, so every night on this call, we join Bonnie from Corona, California, and Bonnie's familiar with the channeled messages that are archived on the Spirit Channel. And we have the benefit of hearing one of these messages or something from a compatible resource read for us every evening. Bonnie? Hi, thank you. Well, I chose to repeat what I read last night for our BBS listeners because it's just really a fantastic uh, description of the energies of the sources in their own words. And so this particular channeling took place on December 7, 2006. And so here Wynn starts out explaining, for a long time, most of my communications were with the Elohim group, but occasionally the voice which came in identified itself as part of the raw group. This is a channeling where the raw group explains from their perspective the difference in the way they function and the Elohim function and the benefits of the connection which each group can offer us. And so here now, when 
after he calls in the light, asks, do we have a presence? And Ra, through Terry Brown, answers, yes. We greet you in the love and light of the one infinite creator. We are with you as always. And when asked, who are we communicating with? And Ra answers, we are of Ra. When, thank you for being here. I have a couple questions. For the past month, we've had many communications with the Elohim. And I thought it would be good to clarify the way you and the Elohim interact and how you've been working with us during that time of communication. I have been getting, of course, my dream messages. And could you share that with us? Ra. We are of a different frequency than the Elohim group. And there are different frequencies varying within the Elohim group. And we are of a lower frequency, lower in vibration, lower in pitch. We resonate at a different frequency and resonate different parts of the body in a different way than the Elohim vibrates. We are a sustaining energy for you to draw on. We have been giving you messages in your dreams to help integrate you into our system and to help interface with the difficulties and tribulations that Earth in, is encountering at this time. And you are subject to. Do you have further questions on that? And let me just add that Ra has told us many times that you can ask for dreams uh, for help and they will give you dreams to help you work out things. Let me continue. So when asked, uh, in one book, Voyagers 2, it describes the Raw Confederacy as basically reviewing each person that's going to go through the dimensional shift and deciding to to the Templar seals, can you explain what the Templar seals are and the accuracy of that particular channeling in Voyagers? And Ra answers, the Templar seals are the gateways and the closing off of the gateways to the higher dimensions, and they have sealed the portals, and the portals may be opened with the correct combination of frequencies and light codes. Once the portals and Templar seals are opened, then one may step through. There's a fade out into a fade in on the other side. When... Is the raw group particularly responsible for those portal openings, or do other groups also work that? And raw answers, 
they are like a rusty hinge that do not get much opening or closing or use. And they become closed. And as no attention falls on them from any group, they remain closed and falling into disuse. There were, uh, Akhenaten opened them, closed them, opened them, closed them, but they became closed in disuse. It is like, you may say, Rip Van Winkle, who has been asleep and has to stretch and yawn and rediscover that he may awaken through the portal to a higher dimension. When can the raw group oil those portals? Or do they have to be oiled from down here as well? And raw on answers. The raw group can oil the portals. However, it takes a matching of energy of the soul who is going to step through the portal to even know that there is anything there to step through. Therefore, it takes an awakening or an acceptance or an openness on the part of the individual who is going to be stepping through the portal to be able to even know and take advantage of such an opportunity. So it is participants prerogative and opportunity as well as the guiding master of the gate to home intentions with the guide and recipient to be ushered or when can you mute yourself or to step through the gate when in one description of the raw group and the elohim group it was describing that the Elohim were more angelic and the raw group was more exhibiting the quality of wisdom. Is that because the Elohim group, to a large extent, has not been in this realm and everyone in the raw group has gone through this realm and graduated? And raw answers, they would have more compassion for the pitfalls that one may step into and the contortions or distortions that one may find themselves going through. They would have more compassion for that. The Elohim may lightly touch upon it and measure it, map it out mathematically, chart it, chart the volume of it, chart the effects of it, the ramifications of it in volume and space. And Ra would cut through the whole thing with wisdom and understanding. Ra would not seek to catalog it as, although the Elohim does not really catalog either, they may just put a penchant for geometric to learn its consistency. And here we are starting a dialogue with the Elohim, a two-way dialogue where we are talking 
and Ra is talking to the Elohim, and the Elohim is explaining that it is just not a mindless game to catalog and map it. It is an understanding of the frequencies and how they come together to create the misstep or the distortion or the result. And the raw group, we would look at it with a deeper understanding of the suffering that the individual would go through as a result of this distortion. As we view the feelings of the individual who is involved, you encourage rapport between our groups at this time. And when asked, well, is that positive? And raw answers, definitely. It is positive. It is enjoyable. And when adds, as a human on this realm, I sense it's probably an unusual circumstance to have a single human who understands or nearly understands the differences between the two groups and how they interact and are attempting to be a step-down transformer into the world for the two groups. And we have done much interaction with the Elohim and not so much with the Ra group, and it seems that there may be a greater opportunity for utilizing both groups in the work we are doing. In what particular arenas would it be better to focus on the Ra group and and which the Elohim group in the conference line? And Ra responds, that is a good question. For healing requests, it is good to address that to the Elohim. Ra can give sustaining support, however, for loving support for someone who's needing companionship or someone who's depressed good to ask for us. The Elohim is good for a companion also, but it is a different vibration companion than is Ra. Ra is more of a loving support. The Elohim is more of a delightful, cheerful, playful support. There is more understanding of the depths of despair or depths of yearning with the Ra group. And when asked if we were going to do a prayer for planetary peace or interventions, would that be more appropriately directed towards the Ra group? And Ra responds, we would say that that would be more appropriately directed towards the Elohim group, as the Ra group is more of a loving faction within the fabric of all that is. We then handle all that is in a different way than the Elohim. We handle it from the inside itself more. The Elohim handles it from the outside itself more. Both are valid to ask. And here at the end is a note from Wynn that says, During a live channeling about a year ago, the Ra group and Elohim group said that they have blended energies and the voice which came through 
identified itself as the voice of both groups blended. This has continued on our conference calls up to the present. And I just want to add uh, that that particular uh, being or group of beings identifies itself as raw-on and we get the, the majority of the messages on the spiritjournal.net is raw on, which is a blend of the two groups. So I will turn it back to you, Jackie. I really love you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Bonnie. You know, these messages are packed with so much information that even when I hear a repeat the next day different things are highlighted and brought forth so that was great thank you now in the next portion of our call we get together with jennifer from greensburg pennsylvania who researches the most recent earthquake and volcanic activities on our planet and this is because our sources have asked us to stay informed of these particular events and that they will add their energy to our efforts to soothe Mother Earth. They've also suggested that the most beneficial offering we can extend is the frequency of calmness. So as Jennifer guides us to those areas of activity, let's gather and focus our group intent, and let's visualize calmness to each area of concern. Jennifer? Thank you, Jackie. And as we begin our journey tonight, of course, our sources um, are invited to come with us. And I would like to invite Mother Earth to travel with us as she's able to increase or enhance our intent for calm as our sources are. And the first place we're going to visit tonight is the Big Island of Hawaii. And at Pahala, we had a largest was 2.3, and there was the usual activity there. And there was one 2.4 at Kilauea, and then there was one under two at Mauna Kea, which is up on the northern side of the island. So that is actually a regular day there. So let's send calm. And I do want to thank Mother for providing a calm day there. And we asked for tomorrow to be similar, let's say. <laughs> and now we're going to take our focus and we're going to move south. And we're going to head down towards the New Zealand area. And just... um on the Kermadec Trench, which is that trench that runs north to south, we had a 4.4 just off the North Island. And then moving north to Fiji, we had a 5.5. So this area right in here, this Kermadec region, this is one of the most active in the world. Let us just send a little additional calm. There are people, not tons, but there are people that live there. I don't know how they do it. And then we're going to head west to Papua, which is the western side of the island of Papua New Guinea. We had a 
and then over to Indonesia, which was real quiet today, 4.4. And then now we're going to turn northward towards the Philippines. We had a 4.2. And a little bit east, we have the Mariana Islands, 4.7. And then a little bit further north to Japan, we had a 5.0. Continuing north along the trench there, uh, I think it's the Kirill Kamchatka Trench. They had a 4.2 at the Kirill Islands. And then we're going to head over to Alaska, where we did have a 4.0 out on ADAC today, otherwise known as Rat Island. And then looking at the mainland, we had a 2.7. So somehow Alaska is continuing to be calm on the mainland mainly. And the Aleutians aren't real busy. So we are, we are going to extend our gratitude for a calm day and ask for the same for tomorrow. The ring of fire does kick up a lot of uh, activities. And now we're going to head down through Washington, where we didn't have a whole lot of seismic, but we do have Mount Baker in the northern part of the state and Mount Rainier kind of in the middle of the state, both rumbling. And Mount St. Helens, we might as well throw that in there because we know that needs calmed. And then moving down into California, we did have some activity. Um, the 2.9, they're calling it Petrolia. And this is that step fracture um, that occurs off of California and Oregon. And we did have a 3.3, they're calling that Ferndale. It's the same place. They're just attributing a different town, I guess. And then moving down through California, it was pretty much um, standard twos everywhere. <laughs> and, and there was a lot of activity, but it was very low level. So let's just send calm to that um, Petrolia, Northern California area. And then move down through the geysers, all the way down the San Andreas to Southern California. And then on the eastern side of the state, we did have a little bit of activity at the Walker area, that's south of Lake Tahoe. And then also Long Valley, Caldera. Uh, there was a 2.8 at Yosemite. And then moving south to Ridgecrest, just little ones. Before we leave the U.S., though, I do want to mention West Yellowstone had nine earthquakes today. Um, the largest I was able to come up with was a 2.4. And then also in Idaho, there was a 3.2. And it wasn't in Stanley. It was in a different town. Before we leave the U.S., I also want to mention the New Madrid is rumbling. Uh, Ridgely, Tennessee, a 2.3. And then there was, I'm sorry, Ridgely was two, um, 1.9. And Arkansas, Dell, Arkansas, 2.3. And both of those regions are on, in that region called the Mid-Atlantic Ridge. We just send calm to that whole area. And then we're going to move down into Mexico. Nothing much going on, 4.1. Uh, 
to Guatemala, where he had 4.2, to El Salvador, 4.3. And by the way, these are in the sea, the Guatemala and the El Salvador ones. And then we're going to go straight down into South America. The only thing I was able to come up with was a 4.1 in Chile. So it was a good day there as well. We're going to come down around the southern tip of South America, and we're going to come up to the Sandwich Islands, South Sandwich Islands, 4.7. And then we're going to travel up the Mid-Atlantic Ridge, spreading calm as we go. All the way through Europe, everything was quite low level there. Till we get to Pakistan, or I'm sorry, Greece. In Greece, we've been having some swarming going on. Um, and this was out in the Dodecanese Islands, which are out in the Mediterranean. There was a 5.5. And also there was a swarm that went along with that, but they were like in the fours. And then a little bit uh, eastward over to Pakistan, we had a 4.6. Tajikistan, 4.5, and then we had a pair of 4.5 in China. And that's all. Brings us back to the point of origin. I think we're doing a good job. <laughs> Things are pretty good today. I want to thank you guys, and I'll send you back to Jackie. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Well, in just a couple of minutes, Wynn will take us on his guided visualization where he will direct our focus to many of the other issues that need our attention. But right now, the phone lines are being unmuted, and you have this opportunity to put your particular concerns into the light, always keeping in mind that free will and the highest and greatest good for all be considered. If you're on BBS radio or listening to a replay, this is also the right time to put forth your personal concerns. And I'd like to thank you all for your contributions and your service tonight. Unmuted. Go, Tom. Tom. Tom in San Jose, support and protection for Terry and for Wynn. Thank you. Yeah, I would like to ask for a, a consciousness uh, for humanity um, to be increased and uh, raised in vibration immediately overnight. Thank you. This is Heise. I was reminded to ask again our dear sources, particularly the Ra group, to oil the hinges <laughs> of the ports. Yes. And I ask the Ra group and Elohim group to surround humanity with love and light, that they can be supported to find the right frequencies to enter those gates. Thank you. Very good.
Is there anyone else that wants to put something into this love light, this energy field before we go to Jennifer for the healing list? Then please, Jennifer, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you, Hyven. We're running so short of time. I'm not going to mention the names, but I do want to put each and every person on this call, including our dear friends at BBS, onto our healing list. Whatever your individual need is, I send love and light out to each and every person here. And we just want to say hi, Terry. We love you. That's all. Muted. This is Wing, and we are going to do a scan of our planet with our sources. And, you know, there's, there's no, you know, some pe people believe in prophecy, like this is meant to happen, or that's meant to happen. And according to our sources, um, we are the ones that are causing things to happen. So if we change that, I'm sure there's other people out there praying. We're not the only ones, but if enough people do that, then things that were indicated that might happen, might not happen. And that's why we did this call. And we have seen those people who are on the call have seen miracles happen more than once. So, um, I think I'm going to do a, a tape because I'm really tired today. And, uh, just a moment. And on this part of the call, we are doing a group energy exercise that we can create a group energy. We do create a group energy. You don't have to say you're doing it. It just happens by the group intent. But I'm saying it because it makes it stronger. And as part of our group energy, we have aspects of the Elohim group and the Ra group. And whoever else is on the other side that picks up our soul stream and wants to contribute. And we, we do, we're working now to do remote healings on our planet. We start off by surrounding Earth with our group energy and being repeater stations, sending the love light of the higher realms down to the surface of the earth to be received wherever it's able to be received. And we focus this first 
on the humans who are service to others. And the children who are sensitive to these energies but don't normally have much wisdom. And we put out the intent that they gain wisdom as they get older and have more experience and become effective leaders for the world of the future. We go to the animals and the pets and the pets who help keep their owners' chakras open and their hearts open, and we bless this connection. We go to the plant life, the trees, the bushes, and the grass, and we send this energy to, to the plant life, who receives the energy from the higher realms through their leaves and their surfaces facing the sun, moving it through their bodies, through their roots, and into the earth. We go to the rocks, the minerals, and the crystals, who have the ability to hold energies very strongly in their rock matrixes and um, we just send more energy to help them hold this energy for our planet. We go to the insects, particularly the insects that are part of the balance of nature, like the bees, and we ask for the strengthening and the persistence of these species as the world goes through its changes. We go to the fish and the sea life and the dolphins and the whales. We now go through the surface of the earth into the interior of the earth. And as we've learned, the earth is alive. The Earth happens to be a very advanced soul and has an energy field that pervades the entire interior of our planet and extends out through the surface, so all the life on the surface is also included. And the Earth is hosting all of these, all of this life, and a lot of times. She goes through tremendous suffering because she has to process all these activities, particularly of humans who don't act like they even know the earth exists many times. So we send healing to the earth. And we send gratitude to the earth for giving us this opportunity to have these physical embodiments on her planet. We go to the energy waves that travel through the Earth that terminate in potential earthquakes and volcanoes and 
We send calm energy. We go back to the surface of the earth. And we're going to go to the earthquake zones. And we're going to work on the potential earthquakes and volcanoes of the future. And Jennifer worked on the events that happened in the last 24 hours. We go to the Ring of Fire, the land masses surrounding the Pacific Ocean. And we send a column of light down to the whole area and all the vulnerable islands in the Pacific. And we send calm energy. We go to the New Madrid fault line, centered in St. Louis and the surrounding states. And again, we send a column of light hundreds of miles in diameter, penetrating through the ground and bringing calm energy. We go to the Mid-Atlantic fault line, which extends from the North Pole through Iceland and down the middle of the Atlantic Ocean as far south as the tip of South America. That's thousands of miles long. And put a column of light, a longitudinal column of light, along this entire length, penetrating through the water and into the ground underneath the water. And we bring calm energy. We asked our sources to help us locate any of the other potential events anywhere on our planet and send this calm energy to each one. And we ask that any earthquakes and volcanoes that need to occur can happen gradually and away from population centers. We go to some of the other out-of-balance situations on our planet, starting off with the COVID virus, its mutations, and any other contagious pathogens that are present or developing. And we ask that they be rendered. We go to the immune systems of humans and we ask that they be strengthened. And we go to the pathogens in vaccines and ask that they be transmuted and rendered harmless. We go to the agendas of what we call the negative elite that do not honor the free will of humanity, do not honor the spiritual evolution 
of humanity and are designed to create death and problems. And we just ask for obstacles to the fulfillment of their agendas. We ask for the increased awareness of humans and discernment of humans in evaluating the events of our planet and seeing through so much of the jaded news and media that can be very misleading and they can find the sources of truth and use their own discernment to determine its accuracy. We go to the masses of humanity on our planet and ask that more people become spiritually aware, aware of the sources in higher realms that can help us. But because they honor free will, they need to be asked. And so somebody has to discover them to ask. And whether you call it God, Elohim, the one infinite creator, it doesn't matter. It's the reaching upwards that creates connection. We go to the people that suffer for the descent of the consciousness into all of their spaces to give them the opportunity to reach for something that can pull them out of their We go to dress and we ask for rain, particularly in populated areas and areas where animals are dependent on water and areas where crops and food is being grown. We go to the governments of our planet and we ask for qualities of leadership <clears throat> that make people feel safe and protected, like benevolence, compassion, courage, wisdom, integrity, and ethics. Go to those countries that are adversarial and ask that they can settle their differences without violence. And we go to the Ukraine and Russia and the war that's being engaged in Ukraine and ask for a peaceful settlement. and that no more people should die.
go to interventions. We ask that our realm is protected from nuclear weapons going off. We ask for transmutation of toxic materials everywhere on our planet. Of chemtrails, of radioactivity, of radio frequency waves, microwaves, and 5G. Anything in food, air, water, or medicine, which is toxic to be transmuted. And finally, we bring this energy back to ourselves. We see this energy of love light coming through the outer energy fields of our planet and landing on our rooftop where if we're comfortable we can invite this energy into our home and ask it to uplift the vibration of our home and transmute any negativity. Turning our home into a sacred space. And we ask it to come to the outside of our home and create a barrier to any negativity that's in the world. And we bring this energy now through our body, opening our chakras, breaking down barriers, helping us release past life patterns, karma that is impeding us in our present day missions. We ask it to heal our bodies and transmute our DNA. And on that note, we're going to bring an end to the verbal part of our call, reminding everybody that you are each an aspect of the one infinite creator temporarily experiencing this physical body on planet Earth. We're going to leave the lines open so that you can hold this space for as long as you like. We do this call every day at 7 o'clock. And the phone number is listed on our website, thespiritchannel.net. As well as archives 
to at least a couple thousand of our messages, which Terry has channeled from our sources. On that note, thank you all for being here. Thank you all who are volunteering to um, create this call. And we'll see you next time. This session is no longer being recorded.